Today on the Wind Chill Factor podcast, we'll be taking some questions from the fans. Uh, thank you guys for sending in your questions. We're going to get those answered for you. We're also going to give a brief synopsis of what's going on in the NFL over the last week um, and some more predictions. All that and more next on the Wind Chill Factor. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wind Chill Factor. I am your host, Justice, and this is Built in Buffalo. So, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to answer some questions, but first, we got to start off with the lead topic, which isn't necessarily Bill's news, but it does pertain to the Bills on, in the sense that because it's our division rival, and they're making some pretty big splashes as far as the draft is concerned, at least. Uh, we got to wait to see what that talent turns into, but they make some pretty good moves on paper in terms of putting themselves in positions to get some good players. Uh, so the Miami Dolphins trade their number three pick to the San Francisco 49ers for the number 12 pick and then a future first round pick and some, some extra picks. Uh, and then they gave that number 12 pick to the Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for the sixth pick. So they gave away one of the uh, first rounder picks that the 40, 49ers gave them. Uh, and they also gave away the 12th, or sorry, yeah, the 12th pick and the Eagles give them the sixth pick. So the Dolphins pick six now, Eagles pick 12th, and the 49ers pick third. Uh, there's been speculation that I've heard it all, honestly. We know Trevor Lawrence is going to be gone. We don't necessarily know what the Jets are going to do. The Jets very well could go with a great tackle, like uh, Sewell, uh, the offensive tackle. It could go with Zach Wilson, quarterback. They could go with Justin Fields, quarterback. They could go with Mac Jones, quarterback. They could go with Trey Lance, quarterback. They could go with some talent as far as the special, uh, the you know the route runners out there. As far as the wide receivers, the running backs, um, skill position players is the word I was looking for. They could definitely go get a skills skills position player. Uh, and I don't really know where they're thinking. I don't know if Robert Sala likes Darnold. Uh, I think Darnold has talent. Uh, I think he has potential. I think if you get him out of a trash position, uh, he, he might be successful. Uh, but then again, I don't know. I don't know what the organization thinks of him right now. Um, but they could very well go in a new direction. But we'll have to wait to see. We now feel like the Dolphins aren't giving up on Tua. Trading out of that three pick is prime position to go get a quarterback. They're getting out of there. They're going back to six. And... I think that that's a mistake. Personally, I'm glad they're keeping Tua. Uh, I, I, you know, I've, I've had these debates on Twitter and everything. I just don't feel like Tua is a. I don't feel like he's a superstar. Definitely not a superstar. I don't feel like he's a star. I think he's serviceable. I feel like he could be like a Pro Bowl reserve if someone doesn't want to go to Hawaii or Orlando or something one year and just decides to sit out. Or maybe because they got to go to the Super Bowl or something. Maybe Pat or Josh or Lamar or Herbert, Burrow. Uh, like, there's 
too many great quarterbacks in the AFC. I just don't see Tua being a competitor for the top position in the conference. I don't see him being one of those top quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson is here. Uh, you know, we'll see where he ends up. But still, I just don't see Tua being that good. So the fact that they're keeping him, you know, they obviously see something in him. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's been speculated that they go back to six to, you know, get a, a skill position player. Wide receivers, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith. Uh, it could be a couple of guys. So that, you know, hey, maybe even Kyle Pitts if he's there. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what, what the Dolphins do. We'll see what the Jets do. Uh, 49ers go up to that third pick. They could take, like I said, anybody that the Dolphin or the Jets could take. As far as Zach Wilson, if he's there. Uh, Trey Lance, if he's there. Mac Jones, I've heard from Chris Sims on his podcast that uh, he, he thinks that they take Mac Jones there. I don't know. I don't think Matt Jones should be that high. That feels like a Trubisky type move to me, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, uh, Trey Lance, they think he's the next Josh Allen. I just, uh, oh man, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see Josh, the Josh Allen situation maybe ever happening again and definitely not with a five, within five years of it happening the first time. You know what I mean? Like, We've never seen anybody ever develop as quickly as Josh Allen. And, you know, to just have the, the the ceiling that Josh had and to be able to put everything together in a matter of three or four years. Uh, I don't think that's ever been done. And I don't think it's going to be done, you know, a couple years after it was finally done for the first time. You know what I mean? I don't think there's going to be another... Tom Brady, as soon as Tom Brady retires or whatever, like, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, definitely doesn't seem plausible, but, uh, in any case, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, people say that they like him. They think that he has all the intangibles. He's got the arm, the athleticism, you know, the mental ability. He, he's got it all. He's the next Josh Allen, apparently. So we'll see what happens. I'm not going to write him off. Uh, I just don't think, I just don't see Josh Allen happening again this soon. But we'll see what happens. As far as I said, 30, I have been going back and forth this week. I was all in on ET and Travis, ETN out of uh, Clemson. Uh, I want Najee Harris as well. Only problem is I don't know if our uh, I don't know if our offensive line would be able to power run like Najee Harris seems like a power runner. He seems like a Derrick Henry type. Uh, I would rather a playmaker that's able to make plays in the receiving game as well. Uh, but I'm also in love with these cornerbacks. There are so many good cornerbacks. Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, I. Ifitu Melifanwe, Melifanwe, excuse me. Um, there's Sutton, there's Molden, there's uh, Nazaldine is not a cornerback. I think he's a safety, but I, I fell in love with him. Like, there's a lot of good talent in the secondary this year, and I feel like we could find our our CB two. We could find our our nickel. You know, uh, some guy that can help with our tight end woes. I feel like we could find all that in this draft. We could find another receiver. Uh, another running back, Javante Williams. I'm in love with him. Um, 
there's so many guys, so much talent. Like, and we're in a position where we don't need like a superstar to come in and uh, change our team. Although that would be nice. I think that that would be the ideal thing to have someone who can come in and immediately be a difference maker on this roster. So I'm not against trading up, but uh, at the same time, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know if Brandon Meaden is in that same thinking. He may go for value, which nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, and like I said, I've always say uh, until Brandon Bean gives me a reason not to trust him, I'm going to trust him. And he still hasn't given me a reason not to trust him. So I, I will stand by that. Um, I'm really happy with everything he's done so far this offseason. Um, I'm really excited for the draft. I think he'll make the right decisions. So with that being said, we're going to get to our questions portion of the pod next. What's up, everybody? Uh, we're going to get into answering some questions from the fans um, on Twitter. Not necessarily fans. Uh, a lot of these guys are really, you know, I'm really cool with a lot of people on Twitter. Um, I'm very interactive. Um, I, sh- I appreciate all the love and support I get on Twitter. Uh, by the way, you can follow me on Twitter at JA17MVP. Uh, so, like Josh Allen, 17MVP, JA17MVP, because he will be. Uh, but in any case, let's get to a couple of questions. Uh, first question is from my guy. Um, I'm really cool with this guy, Vince Taylor. Uh, shout out to Vince Taylor and his podcast. Uh, he asked, how many starters are we getting via the draft for 2021? Starters? Uh, that's tough. I don't... Because we're picking so late in the round, you know what I mean? Like, we don't usually typically do this. This is new for us, but uh, we now have a roster that's, that's pretty, I like I, I like to say, we, we don't really have any holes. You know, you can be nitpicky and you can say there are some things we definitely need to improve on, which I would say I agree, but I wouldn't say we have any holes. Um, so I, that'd be tough. It really de- depends on the position we pick. If it's a running back, Depends on who it is. Do I think ETN can come in and be a starter? Sure. Najee Harris? Sure. Javante Williams? I don't know. He could be. I don't know. Um, the cornerback? Hey, you know, like, like we, like, you know, Steve Tasker said, uh, the Bills have been bringing in people to replace Levi Wallace, you know, for some years now, and nobody's ever been able to do it. Levi always comes out on top. So we'll see. You know, if, if, if Levi's really about it and he's just going to be our CB2 and get better year after year after year, uh, which is very, very possible. You know, I, I, I'm, I've come around on Levi. I used to be a really, really big uh, criticizer. You know, I, I, you know, I was a really big critic of, of, the, of Levi, but uh, he's undrafted free agent. You know, kid, he's 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 only played three years. He's going into his fourth year, just like Josh. Nobody expected Josh to be as good as he was last year. Like that wasn't really, you know, it was kind of a shock. You know what I mean? Uh, not necessarily to me. Like I thought it would come. I didn't think it would come that quickly, but uh, it was a shock to a lot of people. So you can't expect people to be like at their full potential in year three. 
uh, year four might be his time. He might come around, you know. Uh, so, uh, hey, he may just become good enough to be our permanent CB2. Um, defensive end, if we go defensive end, maybe like a guy like Jalen Phillips, maybe. Um, I don't know if they come in and be a starter. Uh, you're not starting over Jerry Hughes. So, maybe start over Mario Addison, but I don't honestly see a rookie coming in and starting over him either, unless it's one of the top guys. Well, and it'd be like maybe package, uh, put a package together and go up and get one of those guys. In that case, I could maybe see a defensive end becoming a starter on our team. Uh, but, um, oh, maybe a guard if we get an offensive lineman and he's better than Cody Ford, uh, John Feliciano. He could definitely start. Uh, so, you know, maybe there. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's a possibility. Not a very good possibility, in my opinion, but a possibility. So, uh, yeah, thank you for the question, Vince. Uh, next question is from my guy, my guy, my guy, Ryan Sullivan. Uh, follow him on Twitter, Sports Rock 2. Um, so, shout out to him. Um, a favorite drought era Bills. Hmm. I really, I'm a fan of the people that, like, nobody liked. Like, I feel like Stanley Watkins was one of the more talented players that we had on our team in the drought era, I feel like he might have been one of, if not the most talented player. Um, he <laughs> he just didn't like Buffalo, and he had a horrible attitude, in my opinion. On the outside looking in, this is how I saw it, especially when I was, I was a kid. So this is just how I saw it. It seemed like he had a horrible attitude, didn't really want to be here. And, you know, when you put negative thoughts out into the universe, you get negativity back. And, you know, that's not the type of mentality you want on your team. That's not the type of mentality you want to have. And, you know, if you're in a place that gives you that type of mentality, then you should probably get out. And, you know, they shipped him off. Uh, I was also a big fan of uh, Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode, man. Like, he was one of the, yeah, probably up there with, in the conversation, the most talented uh, Buffalo Bills during the drought. Um, man, he was just dominant. Like I, 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 you know, I love the Kyle Williamses and Fred Jacksons. I love those just as much as the next Bills fan. Um, so those are my guys. Uh, the, the, the Eric Woods. You know, I, I love all those guys. Um, but man, I was a really big fan of, of the super super talented guys uh, while they were on our roster. Uh, another guy who I thought was pretty underrated was Thad Lewis. I felt like we won a lot of games when Dad Lewis was our quarterback, and then he never really got another opportunity, or at least not won games, but he, we played well with him, and then, you know, he, he didn't get another opportunity, which I understand. Maybe he, you know, he's not a franchise quarterback, but, you know, he did better than a lot of the other quarterbacks in that era, so uh, shout out to him. Uh, he has a second question. If you could time travel, where would you go? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Uh, I would probably go meet guys like Nikola Tesla, uh, Albert Einstein, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, you know, creative type of people, you know, just to, you know, pick their brain, talk to them and, you know, see, you know, how they thought, you know. Um, So, yeah, I'm a... Uh, probably yeah just go back and talk to talk to people talk to people who I find interesting um, so I don't I don't necessarily 
have like a place or anything where uh, I, I want to visit, but like there's definitely people I would want to talk to. Uh, so thank you for your question, uh, Ryan. Um, next question from Bills Buffalo Bills Reddit. Love this guy. I, I follow him on Twitter at Reddit Bills. One of the best follows in, in Bills Twitter, hands down. Um, this question is: What do you think needs to be done to get the beef defense back to a top five level this year? Uh, back when we had like the great defense, like right before Rex Ryan came, uh, it was like Mario Williams and Jerry Hughes, and uh, you know, it was it was those those big physical guys who were like coming to get you. You know what I mean? We had that defensive line. Honestly, our secondary wasn't even, like, totally great. Our secondary just recently, like, in the last five years, got really, really good. Um, so, I, I feel like we need to get back to that defensive line. I feel like we have the linebackers for it. Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, I feel like, are the future. They can be superstars in this league. Uh, and I feel like uh, the secondary, obviously, is probably our strongest unit on the football field, on defense at least. Uh, yeah, the, the, you know, the Trey White, uh, Jordan Boyer, Micah High, uh, and, you know, Levi Wilds to an extent. Um, so, what needs to be done is I think that we need to get talent on our defensive line, honestly. I think that's, that's what it is to it. Um, yeah, we need to get talent on that defensive line. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for the question, guys. Um, next question is from my man, Aldi Buffalo. This is my guy. Shout out to him, uh, the built-in Buffalo family. Uh, his name is Eli. This, you know, he's my guy, my guy. Um, my favorite, what's my favorite Bills moment of all time? Oh. Um, quite honestly, maybe it's maybe not like, I will say the moment in which, I think it was McCall Hartman dropped the punt. He like muffed the punt against us in the AFC Championship game when we recovered it at the one. I'm just like, uh, uh, like, <laughs> that. I, I lost my mind, quite honestly. Like, I almost broke the door in my room. Like, I went crazy. Like, that was probably, like, the most excited moment I've ever had as a Bills fan. But, uh, obviously, that didn't end very well. So, I would say my favorite moment would be seeing everybody's reaction. Just, you know, when we made the playoffs in 2018. Um, just... Uh, Cause I, you know, I, I live in Florida, so I, I couldn't watch the game live or whatever. Anyway, I have to watch like, you know, find any way I can to watch it. And so uh, the particular, you know, platform I was watching at the time had a little delay. Um, so I, <laughs> when when Andy threw the ball uh, and you know Tyler Boyd caught it. I kind of got like delayed. I was delayed to like I heard the this the screams of excitement from people before I saw what was happening. So like there was there was 
two or three waves, right, of just excitement. It was the point where he caught it, you know, so <laughs> obviously everybody's screaming, and um, then there's the point where he's running, everybody's getting louder, and then when he scores, he gets loud, like, people start losing their mind, so it was pretty cool to, to witness that, uh, to kind of know something good happened, and then getting to watch it play out in front of me. That was a good feeling. Um, so that that might have been my big favorite Bills moment of all time. Definitely making the playoffs. Uh, so thanks for that question, Eli. Um, next question is from my guy Zach Vaughn. Uh, you know, a great great guy. Also, you know, a great follow on Twitter. Please give him a follow. Uh, Z Vaughn twenty seven twelve. Uh, one of definitely one of the best build, uh, follows in, in Bills Twitter I've made. So um, his question is. Kind of obvious question, but with their recent free agency moves, will the Bills go defense heavy in the draft? Yeah, I think so. I don't think our offense is devoid of anything. Uh, I think maybe we could get another playmaker, offensive lineman, and then, then that might be really it. Um, I don't really think we need anything else. Um, and I mean, maybe a playmaker. We don't even really necessarily have to get a playmaker. Uh, so. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty defense heavy, um, and then that'll be encouraging. That could help us get back to that top five defense because, you know, a couple of those guys might be uh, Dane Jackson or uh, uh, Daryl Williams, you know, um, guys who you just didn't expect to be as good as they are. So uh, you never know. I, I So, yeah, I would say that I definitely think we're going to go defense heavy. Um, next question. From Sean Tracy, do you think Ed Oliver is undersized to play DT? I think he would be more effective on the edge. Um, I don't think I think he's undersized to play one technique. Um, and even doing that, I think that he got better at it at, toward the end of the year. Um, he struggled with it at first, but I don't think he's necessarily supposed to be there. So it's not shocking that he struggled. Uh, but even in the position he's not supposed to play, he got pretty pretty damn good at it toward the end of the year. Uh, so I think, and you know, with Star Luke today back, um, he being his rightful position, I think that he's he's set to dominate this year um, because Star is going to command a double team, and Ed is dominant against one on one. You know, just getting past one lineman, so you're you're going to have to apply <clears throat> excuse me some help to him and that'll be interesting to see um how offenses decide to you know the block schemes they decide to use you know, double team star uh you know help uh Shea with Ed Oliver uh you know obviously Jerry Hughes is no joke Jerry Hughes is one of the better passive pass rushers in the league so I feel like if we have somebody opposite Hughes that can do damage that you you can't you know let him you can't let that guy be one on one with your right tackle because he's gonna beat your right tackle. If we have that guy, I feel like Ed Oliver would do fine. But if we have somebody who's not very good who can't create pressure, then they'll have no problem also double teaming Ed Oliver. So um, I think that Ed Oliver will be fine. I'm not really worried about him. I think that he is primed to have a breakout year this year. 
So quote me on that. It's going to be Ed Oliver's year. Um, next question from Brooke. Shout out to Brooke. Uh, Built in Buffalo family as well. Follow her on Twitter, Brooke underscore McBride. Why do they say we suck? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I remember going to Ben Franklin Middle in, in Tonawanda. And we used to make like Sabres cookies and uh, like chocolate chip cookie like cakes. And we used to sell them with Sabres names on, and, and numbers on them when the Sabres were good. Uh, so I remember the story, like the days of, you know, Jason Palmanville and Maxim Afinaginov and Ryan Miller and, you know, uh, Danny Vriere and guys like that. Like, that's where I watched the Sixers. I haven't really necessarily watched them lately because the Bills have been good. And, and I don't live in Buffalo anymore, so I don't really, you know, have that energy around me. Uh, but... I don't know, man. I wish they were better. Because if they were better, I would watch them. I tried to watch them earlier this year. They lost three games straight. And I, I just, I didn't want to put myself through that again. The Bills already put me through enough of that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from that one. <laughs> uh, thank you for the question, Brooke. Uh, another question from Banter underscore Bills. What are you thinking for 30th CB Edge running back offensive guard trade back? Um... I'm interested in a potential trade back depending on what you could get. If you could get maybe, I don't know, somebody has like two second rounds or something, or maybe even a first runner next year, possibly, I doubt it, at 30, but crazier things have happened. Um, So depending on what you could get, I wouldn't mind trading back, Um, but I feel like we need, I feel like the cornerbacks in this draft is so deep. There's so many good cornerbacks, I feel like. We need to scoop maybe two or three. Uh, maybe not like, in the, I feel like maybe two in the top three rounds, I would be happy. Um, I would love Nazarene and in the second or third round. Um, I would love like Stokes, <clears throat> Molden. There's, there's a lot of guys I would like. But I was on the Travis Etienne, you know, bandwagon. But we signed Matt Breida, who is lightning fast. Um, so... I'm not super, you know, I don't think that that's a necessity anymore, but I don't think it'll stop us from drafting ETN, um, but so we'll see what happens. Thank you for the question, uh, Bancha Bills. Um, next question from my guy, yep. I said that <laughs> on Twitter. Um, this question is, looking at our roster, would you be fine if we traded all of our picks to move into the top 10 for a true impact player now? If so, would you? who would you want and why? Great question. Um, but I, I've said that. You know, I, I've said that I, I wouldn't have a problem with being, stepping up and going and packaging something and going to get a, a top player. But I, we don't have holes in our team. We don't have, we have some weak spots relative to the rest of the, what we have with our team, obviously. People think our running game is a weak spot. I should tell you how good we are because our running game is not a weak spot. Our running game is good. We just don't run the ball. So then when we don't run the ball, you call a random run player. Offensive line isn't necessarily in like run blocking mode. 
and they don't, you know, act, you know, they don't execute like they're in in run blocking mode because they've been standing up and backing up for half the game. You know what I mean? So um, I don't necessarily think it's a problem. I think that they just need to scheme up better runs, quite honestly. So um, you go up and you trade up and you you get a top player. I would go get an edge rusher. If he's a if he's a top defender, like he's one of those top guys, I would go get an edge rusher. You could also go and get up like a guy like Jamar Chase or uh, Devontae Smith or Waddle. Waddle would be crazy in our offense. Like he just the separation he creates is is nuts. So you know, there's a lot of potential moves. Uh, anybody makes our roster better because you know the the thing about us is we have a good roster. We have good management and we have good players. So if we add anybody, it's a good pick for us because, you know, you could virtually see with almost anybody like, oh, wow, yeah, I can see how he can contribute. You know what I mean? Unless we go and get a quarterback or something like then, you know, obviously that's pointless. But anything other than quarterback, maybe no, (laughs) anything other than quarterback is basically fair game, honestly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with going up and getting a playmaker. Uh, thank you for the question. I appreciate that. Another question uh, from my man, Jamal Harris Jr. Uh, do you think it was a mistake going up mostly offense and free agency instead of addressing the the, the defensive line? Excuse me. Uh, mistake? I don't, I don't want to say a mistake. I would have liked to see the defensive line be addressed. Um, but I mean, I trust Brandon Bean. So if Brandon Bean doesn't think this is the time to go after a defensive lineman, then okay. Um, I will, I mean, uh, you, you can kind of say that. But then again, last year, I feel like we should have went after a defensive lineman. And we didn't. And we performed like we should have. Uh, you know, we were middle of the pack. Which is better than being garbage, which, which, which was what we were the year before last year in terms of pass rushing we were like terrible no not that it was I think the year before the you know Shaq Lawson and, and Jordan Phillips here but you know we we needed to be better in the defensive line for a couple years now so um maybe some rookies maybe some late cheap veterans we'll see what happens um yeah eh, I, I can see that I can see that being a problem potentially, but I think that Brandon Bean is going to be able to figure it out. So, thank you for the question. Uh, <laughs> a question from my friend Alex Mosquito Valentine. <laughs> do you see? Do you see yourself being seven feet? What would your reaction be if you woke up like that? Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but I am six ten. Um, so I'm pretty large already. Seven feet is only two inches away. So if I woke up seven feet, obviously nothing would change. I would probably just hit my head on a few more things than I already do. Have to duck a little bit more than I already do. Yeah, so nothing would necessarily change. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the question, Alex. I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> um, all right, uh, we're going to do another question from um, Jeremy. BFF underscore Jeremy. He said, I was going to ask your prediction on the running back room at the start of next season. 
Um, my prediction on the running back over this time next season. It's hard to predict at the moment because it really depends on what happens in the draft. Um, I like a running back room right now. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, um, Matt Breida, Antonio Williams, Christian Wade. I feel like Antonio Williams could possibly be the truth. And I am also a very big Devin Singletary fan. So I feel like Devin Singletary, Antonio Williams, Matt Breida could be our running back room. Now, I've been hearing people say that Devin Singletary could be traded. I do feel like Devin Singletary and Zach Moss are a little bit redundant. Um, I think that they do a lot of the same things and they don't really, like, you know, all things considered, they give you around the same production. They may get there different ways, but they might, they're going to get you six or seven yards. You know what I mean? You know, they could maybe break a 20, 30 yarder, but they're never necessarily going to run away from anybody. Um, I I don't know if Antonio Williams can run away from anybody. He definitely showed a lot of pop. He showed explosiveness in that game versus Miami. And I'm super excited to see what he can do. Obviously, we know that Matt Breida can run away from everybody. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Christian Wade is pretty fast as well. We'll see if he knows how to play the position a little bit better. Um, so uh, it's hard to predict the running back room right now. But after the draft, I'll definitely be able to give you a better answer. So thank you for the question, Jeremy. All right. Uh, okay, we got two more questions. So I might as well just take these. All right. In both games, okay, so Witty Sports 716 asks, in both games last year, we saw our Bills get beat pretty handily by the AFC Super Bowl representative the past two years. Do you think the Bills have made enough upgrades this offseason to surpass the Chiefs, NFC contenders, and ultimately win the big one? No. 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 I don't think we have. Um, I do think that with another year of experience for everybody, whether it be the offensive line, being together for another season, uh, the defensive line, hopefully getting better, you getting started with two back, uh, and Oliver maybe hopefully being able to make more of an impact, Jerry Hughes, and then whoever is going to be opposite him, whether it be uh, Addison or a new guy, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Jadavion Clowney still hasn't been signed yet. Jadavion, I don't care what you think of Jadavion Clowney. He would be a godsend to our defense. Um, we maybe, probably, I wouldn't see it kind of kind of south drafting another linebacker. You know, uh, Tremaine Edmonds is about to have to get paid soon. Matt Moana just got paid. You know, bringing another rookie on a deal who can potentially make plays for us. Devin White was crazy down in Tampa Bay uh, and he it was like he wasn't even a young player he's just one of the best line, if not the best linebacker in the league right now just you know me Tremaine Edmonds is relatively young but now he's one of the top linebackers in the league so I feel like uh, a linebacker you know and even AJ Klein who isn't a rookie came in and was trash at the beginning of the season but he he got the hang of it and he started making a lot of plays toward the end of the season. He actually became a very serviceable replacement. You know, he's a dame when Matt Milano came back, we just had a, a lot of good linebackers. So, 
that's when our defense really started to to step up. And that's another thing. We were trash at the beginning of the year, but we had Tremaine Edmonds was injured. Matt Milano was injured. Uh, Tredavious White was injured. Levi Wallace was injured. Like, we had a lot of injuries. There was one game where our defensive tackles, I think two starting defensive tackles were healthy scratches for the Chiefs. And that's when we got ran all over in that, uh, the, the beginning, um, the, the midpoint of the season, that game, not the playoff game. So, uh, I feel like we have the potential to maybe knock them off with a, with another year of stability, but we do play them in the regular season. So we will see. Hopefully we do beat them because I don't think we can afford to lose the regular season game because I think it'll create a Patriots like, you know, uh, Mentality where they have like this, you know, psychological thing over us, like the Patriots did. I don't know, but I don't want to see that happen again. So, uh, thanks for the question. That's a great question. Last but not least, my guy 702 underscore sports. How do we beat the Chiefs? Uh, basically, you know, kind of similar to like the last question, uh, but. Uh, yeah, that pass rush. We saw, you know, we our pass rush got through in the AFC Championship game. Mahomes just didn't, it didn't matter. Like, you know, it was only four guys rushing. So he just moved up the pocket, evaded some pressure, and threw it to Travis Kelsey <laughs> or Tyreek Hill over the middle. It didn't matter. He just evaded pressure and then threw it to somebody who was wide open over the middle because over the middle was just... Swiss cheese in that AFC Championship game. So, I I don't think it was necessarily... It was definitely a talent gap. I don't want to say that. It was a talent gap. But the Chiefs also outcoached us. And I think that, uh, you know, McDermott in another year, Dayball, because we know Dayball had a rough start, you know, as far as when he... In his first year, he, he didn't start off great. Um, so, he, he took some time to develop, just like Josh... You know, just like Sean McDermott took some time to develop. Um, so I think that with another year, those guys will be able to step up and we, hey, they'll be able to come with a better game plan to beat the Chiefs. But the Chiefs are the best in the world and they're the best that there's been for a while. You know, so I don't think that we should take that lightly. Um, but I want to thank you so much for listening to the Windchill Factor podcast. Uh, this was a blast. You know, I'm thinking maybe might do some more questions. You know, I, I really, really enjoyed that. I enjoy answering your questions. You guys, you guys asked some great questions. Um, I appreciate you guys so much for listening. Um, it's been a blast. This is Justice Radford signing off for Built in Buffalo. Uh, have a great day. <laughs>